I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. And that's our job. Tribe Called Quest. You say the whole thing. Welcome, welcome to a pod named Kickback. It's like a Tribe Called Quest. You say the whole thing. Also known as the Black CNN and the Revolution will be televised. I'm no breaks new, the righteous ratchet. If you throw it, I'll catch it. If you got it, I'll match it. Every week, we write back at it. I am the Black Savage the Magneto of my people. And this week, my very special guest, man, uh, she has 18 names, just like me. But uh, Lakira, LC, like, I'm gonna call you Lakira. That's, I call you, Lakira. your mama named Lakira, I'm gonna call you Lakira. So this is uh, one of my homies. This is somebody I've been cool with. I don't play spades with. We done ran a table with. She done talked stuff against me running the table, but she was in the <laughs> We done went through the whole gamut, y'all. But I got my homie Lakira in the building, and um, we'll, we'll tell them how they should address you and what they should know you from and what you want them to know you of. Um, hey, y'all. Y'all can easily just call me LC, letter L, letter C. Uh, LC, the realtor, or oh, that's LC. Like, very simple. You can call me Lakira too, but LC is. <laughs> All right. So, I guess I'll say why I think that, um, why I found it so important to have you on the podcast. She um she has a, a Facebook page. I'm not sure if everybody follows it, but she has a Facebook page, and her Facebook page is popping. I mean, she has questions of the day, um, stories, um, moments, and I, I see people really, you know, gravitating to, towards it, and, and it is it's, it's gangster to me because as a person who does the podcasting thing, as a person that takes this you know, who does it every day, been doing it for years and growing and, and you know, doing everything that I want to do. I see her out here almost effortlessly just grabbing the, the masses. Like, come answer my question. Come listen to what I have to say. I, I have a thought. Do you have a thought? And, and it's effortless. I mean, it, it's, and it works. And people gravitate towards you. And that's why I wanted you here. So to get my audience the idea, her Facebook popping. And uh, <laughs> she has some really creative ideas, man. I ain't, I ain't told you. Um, it's so funny. Somebody asked me today, like, do you write, do you write this stuff down or does this just come up? 
on your brain. I'm like, my brain goes a mile a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 I, and I know, and I know, and I know, and I want to get into everything your brain is, is discussing with you by yourself in front of my audience so we can have a really good conversation. But okay. I do want to, um, of course, follow the format. And in following the format, being, uh, let me uh, get my stuff queued up. And following the format, every week has a high and a low. And um, now, high low. Who wants to go first? Since this is your first time joining me for high low, I'm going to go first and give you a chance to think of whatever you need to think of so that um, you can tell us your high and your low. Okay. And this is a weird week because. I got highs. I got nothing but highs. Um, I realized early on in the week that I was looking at my best week as far as podcast streaming numbers. I was like, oh shit, like, this is going crazy. And what made it so crazy was last week I talked about it. Um, and last week's audio was destroyed. I don't know what happened. I'm sorry, y'all. It came out so crazy. Um, I do recognize that we've been on the charts in like 10, 12 different countries. And then randomly last week, the audio was horrible. I apologize. It won't happen again. I, I, I was embarrassed by it. But I felt the love regardless. And uh, what I realized was that uh, the numbers were up. You know, the views were up. People were listening. People were watching. And to be doing this show, it, it's been a podcast for like five years, but it's been a show for like 11 years. And I had my best numbers ever. I don't have a co-host, if you guys haven't noticed yet. The, the podcast is me and me. And then I'll invite on friends or people I think are interesting to have the conversation with me. But this is just me. And had my best week ever last week was huge. And I think y'all kickbackers, man. Um, and for y'all that don't know, like, well, who's the kickbackers? I don't understand what the kickbackers is. The kickbackers are people that listen to a pod named Kickback. This is a pod named Kickback. People who listen and support it, I call kickbackers. So clap for that. And if you hear me scream out loud, I'm talking to you, and I am thanking you. Aside from that, the other good, because I didn't have a, a high and a low and a high and a high, um, I'm an entrepreneur, and LaCour, she could probably talk about this uh, a little bit her damn self, because I've tried different things. I've been you know, working towards getting this independence that I had back when I was a rapper, and not trying to be in corporate America, and I follow her journey. I followed her journey. I told her like there are like eight black women in you know in Georgia that just inspire me. She's been one of those women, and I you know I no no shame in my game. Like I, I get my inspiration where I get it from. If you don't like it, fuck you. But it was some sisters out here that was just doing it, and they were doing it on a level that I wasn't doing it at that time. And I took inspiration from it. I took motivation from it, and I knew I had to get my shit together. And um, Kira is one of the women that showed me that, like, dog, like, like, it, like, we should be here. 
And I don't even think we ever had a conversation like that, Kira, but just so you know, that that's something that um, I took from my interaction. How, how you feel about that? You know, I, I really appreciate it. You know, um, being an entrepreneur has its ups and downs and it's, it's not an easy journey. It's not for the faint of heart. And sometimes you want to be all in and you're excited about yourself. And then other times like things aren't going how you plan, you know, or the money isn't looking how you need it to, and you still got to pay bills and all of that. So it can, you know, it can be a little bit of a downer, but everyone goes through that. So for you to like see some of the things that I've done in the past, you know, social media wise, how I gain business, how I'm out here working and, and to take inspiration from it. You know, it means a lot to me. I have ups and downs just like everyone else. That's what's up. But I didn't want to say that. I, I wanted to say it to you privately, but it's cool. That I got to say it to you in front of, you know, everybody. But yeah, like you, you've definitely inspired me. Be clear. Be clear. I appreciate That's you this once before, like a year or two ago. So I appreciate Okay. You. So, so you know I'm telling the truth. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good, good. So I didn't have a low of the week. Those are my two highs. What were your high and low of the week? What was your well, high? You see, I'm sitting in my car. <laughs> I was supposed to get in earlier, but I just got in from the airport. And of course, I wanted to really, really, really make the show. Um, but came from Spain. And okay. you know, I really wanted to go there. Gotta clap that up. Gotta clap it up for Spain. One time for Spain. I always wanted to go to Barcelona, so I was able to make that happen. And it was it was a dope experience. It was like you know, like a, a medieval, like an old time New York, but in a beautiful, beautiful city. Like it's beautiful. It's bright. It's light. It's nice. Like. Everyone's very friendly. It's a safe place. Uh, however, <laughs> my low <laughs> of the okay. week is also leaving Spain and headed to the airport. Uh, Spain's really big on uh, being known for pickpocketing, nonviolent crimes. Um, but someone definitely stole my book bag <laughs> from right next to me without me noticing. Got a lot hey. of my like and stuff. So, so that's my low. That's my low. Yeah, I mean. Well, that's an amazing high and a horrible low, but I mean, about that balances out to a mid, right? You know, you gotta roll with the punches. It was a good trip. I got the full Spain experience. <laughs> well, there you go, there you go, and that is all we got asked for as humans, right? Like right. get the full experience, and I'm not inviting all the you know robbery into my in, into my experience. I'm just saying. And we know that you know the full experience is the full experience. Right. But um, Spain. How long were you? How long were you in Spain? It wasn't long. It was a real quick trip. Honestly, I was just in the bed one day and I was like, "Yeah, I think I'm about to go to Amsterdam." It's like Amsterdam. I was like, "Yeah, I think I'm just going to Amsterdam." He was like, "You ain't going nowhere." <laughs> I was like. Oh, 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 I ain't going nowhere. A word, <laughs> you know what? I got out of the taxi back, went to the airport. Said, I'm going to Spain. So I was there. I I told myself I was gonna do one day, but I ended up doing three. Okay, and see that's still an inspiration to me because I ain't jumping up from South of Georgia like I'm going to Spain tomorrow. Like that ain't what's going on. So you still inspiring, still inspiring. You know what I'm saying? 
And um, let's take a look at what we got cooked up here. Oh, so we got our viral story of the week. And this is, and these people are going much further than Spain. Um, Y'all hear what this viral story is. My left stroke just went viral. Our viral story of the week is there was an Air Force commander that was in the uh, in Congress today talking about the fact that aliens are real. And the United States of America has these aliens, have captured them, captured their ships, and they are non-human. This doesn't shock me because I always thought it was very arrogant of humans to think that they were the only species in the universe. I thought it was ridiculously arrogant. Like, what's wrong with y'all? Um, for people that didn't believe. And I kind of was a little nudged by the fact that they had to be better than us. Like they travel to Earth and we can't travel to them. They so advanced and we're not advanced. That irritated me a little bit too. But I never thought that they didn't exist. And I don't think that there's a world where we're not crash landing on their planets and they holding us. I believe it. Like, why wouldn't I believe it? This one planet got every person on Earth on it. Well, not every person on Earth. Every person in the universe is on this one planet. Doubt it. Highly doubt it. I am curious to see what these aliens look like and if <laughs> we were able to communicate and what's coming. Because we've been talking this alien stuff on a government level the last five years. So it's been feeling like they coming. They like they're trying to like the American government is trying to prepare us. Like, yeah, so there we admit that there was one spaceship that we didn't know. That was like five years ago. And then it was like, yeah, we think it's aliens. That was four years ago. And then three years ago, it was like there may have been something that crash landed. We don't know how to describe it. That was, you know, I guess three years ago. Two years ago, it was like, yeah, you know. It's alien life form or something, but we, we don't know too much about it. And then last year, it was like, yeah, they, it was, there's, there's uh, planes are like drones and we don't know what they're doing and they go real fast and we don't know how to explain it, but it's part of just drones. And now they're like, no, we got them. The captain, they're here. And I'm, I'm excited to find out what we don't know, but I'm also a little trepidatious like, what don't we know? How you feel about that? I don't know. I'm like excited and you know, a small, small part of me is a little bit scared. But I was having this conversation with a friend earlier. Like, imagine when you mentioned they can get to us and we can't get to them, like how long it takes to travel through time, through space. Like, if they are however any light years far from us you think about it like you're getting on a plane and think about it korea is already in tomorrow so korea is in the future because they're already in tomorrow so we have to figure out how to travel those 12 hour distances but to get to them it's like you're traveling 300 years 
to get to where the aliens are. And like, you gotta have something that's fast enough to get you 300 years without taking 300 years. So like Korea, we gotta figure out how to get 12 hours away ahead of time in the future, but not take so long to get there. So we got an airplane that'll get you there in a certain amount of time and then you're in the future. Like they're already in tomorrow. So like, if Korea was six years away or 80 years away, then what would we take to get us there quick? And then we're still young because we got there quicker, but then we come back here and everybody here is 80 years older. So it's like they had to figure out how to get 300 years here, but we can't figure out how to get there. And so I'm curious just to find out how soon it's going to take for us to get more advanced technology because they're so far advanced than us. And they have so many more years ahead of us. How you know it ain't take them 80 years to get here and they ain't sent infants? Hey, look. So I'm giving them credit. I hate that we think aliens are smarter than us. They probably that are. Could be. Because there's so many years ahead of us. So they should. How do we know they're years ahead of us? Like, what makes us think that? Are they out in space? Like they all the way out well, there. You know, Earth but ain't the hub. I'm, I'm not saying it is. I'm not being egotistical. Like I criticize yeah, other people. No, I get it. I like, get it. Like, why do you we, think? Like, why we just assume they ahead of us? Why we assume? Well, that? Yeah, we ain't made it there. Or maybe we have. How made you it know there? we didn't I, make it there. They just ain't telling us about it. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Like, how you know we ain't made it there already? But there's other places just like Earth with air and water and land and greenery. And them aliens probably look a lot like us. And so me and my friend were discussing, like, what if we are the aliens? Have you ever seen Mission to Mars? No. Watch it. I'll tell you what, if you don't watch it, before I get back to the A, we're going to watch it. it. This movie is my theory on life on earth okay wait wait wait, wait, totally wait, wrong. wait let me tell you what we talked about first in case is what you're gonna say okay because i don't want to say it afterwards and then it sound like we just all right so he said what if aliens because they couldn't get here and survive in a certain amount of time they sent like human dna or whatever mixture to earth because there was just dinosaurs and stuff here at first so what if they sent some sort of human dna here and then we grew and we populated the earth but we are like the aliens and so they come back and that's close that's that's not what the movie is but it is close enough to wonder. So that's okay. very, very close. Very, right, very so close. Do you want me to, well, I hate a spoiler for you guys, spoiler alert. Do you want me to tell you what happened in the movie? No, don't tell me the stuff that I don't, okay. I, I need. All right, I ain't gonna tell you. All right, man, we'll, we'll, we'll catch it, we'll catch it, we'll catch it. But um, yeah, yeah, so that's the high low, or I guess the viral story of the week. Um, but I do, I'm just curious as to what they're going to tell us and how they're going to break it down. So that's why I think it's the viral story of the week. One for the stories that we have and the stories that we'll learn, 
but also what they gonna what they gonna tell us this, that's this, it this. that's it like they have had this information for so long this isn't new information this information has been passed down from presidency to presidency to presidency so there's a reason they're just now saying okay they're validating it for us the movies have shown us this forever and we know everything that's in the movie come from somewhere, some truth to it. So they've been showing us this forever, but why are they just now starting to tell us? Since 2021, there's been 600 UFO sightings. Okay. Now they say UFO crashed and they have the pilot's body and it's a non-human biological body. I have... I'm going to say it. I've seen some UFOs this year. I went home this year. I was home for like two months and I was watching the sky and I'm like, that ain't no plane. Why is it shoot, 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 shoot? Like, I was like, yeah, that's gotta be UFO. I, I got video footage in my phone that I sent back to my brothers in Georgia, like, dog, what you think this is? This ain't no, this ain't no plane. Ain't no plane flying like that. And I, I'll send you the footage too. But I was like, no, that's something else. Like, like, and it's in the it's out in the public. Cause to me, I've always believed the extraterrestrial. I just never mm-hmm. thought that they would let us see it. Right. So when I saw some stuff, I'm like, right. what, what's going on? Like, why are they letting us see this? Like, and that's been my question. Why are they letting us see it? Yeah, think about all those weird, like camp military campgrounds like there's some in hawaii i'm like is this where they're like looking at alien sightings or like you know testing the aliens because i'm pretty sure they've been testing aliens these ain't the first ones yes. they kept but i ain't gonna lie i never seen a ufo to my knowledge i've seen things that i was like what is that that's not a plane but I don't know what it was. You know, it was so far away, I couldn't tell. It was too small in the sky for me to tell. Um, yeah. I know, do you remember that year? I don't know, it might have been like around 2016, 17, something. There was like some sort of eclipse type of situation happened or like a, a lunar, a backwards eclipse or something that happened and everybody, went, they said it's not going to happen again for like hundreds and hundreds of years. So yeah, we went and I think, uh, was it when the sun or the moon was supposed to be orange or something? Something weird was mm-hmm. happening. But we saw something that day in the sky. Like, we drove to some part of Georgia where you were supposed to be able to see it best. It took us a couple hours to get there. And we saw something in the sky there. But I didn't want to be that that girl. You know, I didn't want to be yeah. that girl. But, so, I don't know. You saw something. Because I remember we all went outside. We I was working at... Um... Hanover Insurance, and we all just went outside and started videotaping the sky because of how the moon was supposed to sit and the earth and the sun was supposed to be. And we just videotaped it, and I videotaped everybody that was videotaping it. You know, just like you think it's some cool footage to have one day, but yeah, that was that was a moment. That was definitely a moment for sure. I mean, we 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 gonna find out soon enough. I'd tell you that we gonna find out soon enough. And um, putting it out there on TV publicly with government officials, I'm like, all right, they're ready to talk. Right, and I felt that coming for the last couple of years. Did you feel that too? Because I have felt this I, moment I felt coming. Like they 
for being a little more like like we got to get a people something but i still felt like they were being very secretive about it and i just didn't know when they would say anything and my question is this why are they so secretive about it who are they protecting is like what are they protecting is it for our best interest or is the government doing some sort of foul play they always say that um they're they're afraid of how humans are going to respond you know what i'm saying like we're going to panic um I've never really, you know, I ain't really jacked. Do you think that we would panic? I mean, I think if aliens got down right here and on Earth and started shooting some laser beams, like, yeah, we're going to freak out. But to be like, oh, there are aliens here, I think we already feel that way. Think about how white people would act towards black people. I think they would have that kind of response. I think niggas would be like, what's up, dog? What, what you want? You, you want this blunt? But I think the white people will go crazy. They, they, be, they go up in school shooting the kids. Yeah, I think white people will lose their mind. They didn't want us here. I wonder what so, they look like. Now, that is the million dollar question. And then there's another belief system that believes that they are uh, fourth dimension creatures which means you can only see them or access them in a dream state or in a meditative state. They don't exist in the third dimension, in the physical plane where you can well, touch stuff. Huh? That's boring. I want to I mean, walk Yeah. <laughs> I mean, jab, but, but think about <laughs> it. Think about it. Why is everything third dimension? Why would the universe be third dimension? The entire universe. There's got to be, it's what, five dimensions? It's something in the fourth and the fifth. I don't know what it is. Don't, don't get me the line. But it's something there. So I'm, I'm not sure. I don't have the answer. I'm not coming to you like I know. I don't. I'm, my religion is, I don't know. I go to the church if I don't have no clue. <laughs> yeah, I don't some blue and green slimy things. I don't know. I think they probably look somewhat close to us. Yeah, I, but I wonder why they're always tall, skinny, green beings. Like, somebody saw that somewhere. They gotta be something with big heads. They gotta be something. There's truth to everything. Yes, yeah, so, that's, that's somebody. If I don't yeah. believe nothing, they got some big ass heads. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Or we'll press play. But let's move on to our what the fuck story of the week. It's the mayor. Oh, that was a nice little beat. What was that? That's one of my songs from my rap career. Oh, and okay. And I'm glad you asked that because hip hop turns 50 August 6th, I believe. And if I'm wrong, forgive me, hip hop. I'm sorry. But in August, hip hop turns 50. And so I have been putting my music on, available on all streaming platforms from back when I was a young rapper. And I've been talking about hip hop more. And the songs that I have on the podcast that are my songs, I've been saying it with a little bit more 
bass in my voice. It's my song. Uh, because hip hop turning 50 and I'm a retired rapper and people know me as a podcaster, but they don't really know me as a rapper. So I'm like, let me remind you, let me remind you that I, I did do this. Matter of fact, um, and last week the audio was so messed up and it was just like, damn, why is it so messed up? I'm gonna do it again. It's the and that's um me on the chorus. That's my single voice. You like you like my single voice? I, I do. That was dope. That was hot. I liked it. Now, I'm gonna make sure I get you uh when everything's up on Apple and Spotify. Make sure I shoot it to you. But, All right. Um, our what the fuck story of the week. Um. I would say, you know, one of you know, I'm from the DMV, so one of our DMV sisters, Jess Hilarious, decided to speak out and say, hey man, I am a woman. You can do that cisgender if you want, but I am a woman. I'm the only creature on earth that bleeds. I'm the only creature on earth that can give birth to a human. And unfortunately, these trans women are not real women did, did i explain that correctly did i do her justice by what i said um you are very nice about it you are okay. very nice okay you okay, you okay. <laughs> well, well you 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 explain it look you you explain it. well there was transgendered men trying to tell women born and assigned women at gender birth or at birth, and uh, that identify as women, that they do not have the right to claim what womanhood is, that they are the only women, and they do not have the right to claim um, the protection of periods and pregnancies belonging only to them or to us. So cis women, meaning women that are born and assigned the gender woman at birth and that identify still as a woman. Okay. So, so because they're, and so when I first heard that, I went off. Jess Hilarious responded kind of how I would have responded in a nicer way, but not as nice as you did it, by saying, look, I don't know who in the hell you think you are, sir, ma'am. However, <laughs> you can't have a baby. I have babies. I have periods. I believe something you will never do, although you may always want to do. So don't dare come for what womanhood is. Allow us to have something. And and so, you know, that's kind of what sparked this whole conversation. But I got to say, I feel just like I was so angry when I heard that. But then something struck me in the comments. Someone in the comments was like, well, there's actually truth to what he's saying, what he, she's saying. And I was like, who is this ignorant person in the comments and what truth could there be? Right. But I hate to say it, as angry as I was, there is some truth to what they were saying. What is the truth? What's that truth? Well, there are transgendered men that are 
born women that still bleed and can have babies if they wanted to. They're not cis women. They don't identify as women. They identify as men, but they could they bleed and have babies. Um, there are also the 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 them they there movement. Mm-hmm. They don't identify as women. They identify as them they it there, right? But they can still bleed and have babies. And then there are the intersex people. People who may be born with a, a vagina and a uterus, but also inverted testicles. Or, you know, they have like both parts, or they are male and hormones and brains, but have and have no chest, but have uteruses. And, and so in that case, perhaps they can bleed and other things, although they don't technically identify as female they, or woman, they identify as male. So in those strange scenarios, then this person is right in saying that only cis women aren't the people that can only get pregnant and have periods. But I think that there's a difference between sex and what is it, sex and gender? I believe. Uh huh. There is. So gender yeah, is yeah. how you dress. Right. What you are. So it's by what you wear, you how you act. Sex yeah. is the parts that you have in right. what you're birth. So there's no. If we are considered cisgender, if I'm considered a cisgender man, you're considered a cisgender woman, then there is no other gender that can do what you can do. Now, if you go by biological sex, where this cisgender man, or what is what is uh, uh what, what would they call themselves? A woman, trans man, can't have a period. You know, it, it's, it's you can't have it both ways. And I'm speaking to that community. I don't want to get canceled, but I'm speaking to that community. Um, if they're not if they're not identifying as a woman in gender but they have the woman's sexual organs. I get what you're saying. Like you can't right. say you're a woman gender and you're also not a woman gender, you're a man. Right. So, so you- the gender, the gender can only give us so, so much. And, and if you identify by the sex, then you can't solely identify the gender. Well, by gender, I'm this, but by sex, I'm that. Like that, that, That's like having your kick and eating the two. Right, right, that's a good point. Because I was getting mad that that person was making a little bit of sense. And the only yeah, all you reason- do is call me. Like, hey, no, no, get him. I, I got him. Get, got him. The only reason that I even considered the argument that they might be onto something is because I, you know, I'm studying. I've, I've been at Kansas State for the last year and they have a love and sex class. And I thought it was going to be like some romance and getting it in. But turns out it's about like genders. And like, well, you, you went there for some freaky shit and got some, got some emotional shit. I mean, Dude, that's, that's yeah, what I thought we were going to talk about love between men and women and passionate stuff. I thought we were going to talk about some adult stuff, but we talking about female and male parts and you know, how hormones affect and fluids. And and so, you know, at first I couldn't take the class because all these kids these days don't call themselves male or female anymore. And, and there was just too much craziness going on with the brain stuff we had to learn. But it did educate me some. And okay. there are, you know, people like that. And so I learned about intersex people and, 
and all that stuff. So I had to put on my intellectual hat and my open-minded hat to hear where they were coming from. Otherwise, I was angry. <laughs> As a woman, born a woman, always, I was angry. Well, that's always a good thing. I, I, I respect that. I respect that for sure. I'm going to tell you um, some things that I don't respect, and that is when people just being dumb and, I mean, hate to say it, but I just, you know, respect that. And I'm not going to respect that. And if I could ever find my drop, I would I would play it so we all know that I don't respect it. But I can't find my goddamn drop. <laughs> um, ask, how do you feel about the fact that women were the ones so hard that were, you know, defending transgenders and their rights and the LGBTQ, and now they're kind of taking over everything for women and, and telling us that we can't call ourselves the only real women? Like, you, know how do you, feel about that? you feel like it's our fault? You know what? This is how I feel about it. So dumb. You are really dumb. For real. That's how I feel about it. Really dumb. For real. Because I, I tried to told you, but they weren't listening. And somebody else that I think is dumb is um Keefy D. Um, if, if you don't know, Keefy D is the uncle of Orlando... I don't know what his last name is no more, but Baby Lane, the man who lives to kill Tupac. And um, the streets knew that he was responsible, and that's why the Southside Crips, the gang he was a part of, caused so much hell right after Tupac died. And we all know this. Everybody knew it. Well, not everybody. The streets knew it. And he goes on Vlad TV, and yeah, I was in the car when he killed Tupac, and I did this. He said all of these things for money? And for clout. And he was quick whenever somebody called him out about him clout chasing. Yeah, I'm a real gangster. You don't know what I do. And you talking this and you talking that. But we all understood the fact that he managed to dodge time in prison by snitching on his dead cousin. I remember T.I. got it caught up in something like that a couple of years ago. But his cousin, who allegedly killed Tupac, he snitched on after his cousin was murdered. And he was able to get out of jail time. But he chose to take that and go to every public platform he could go on and tell this story. And now the Los Angeles Police Department has raided his home and they are raiding, you know, they, they've captured guns, which I still got the gun. They captured uh, phone conversations on tablets and laptops. Why you still got that? And it looks like if he's not going to be destroyed by it, and meaning go to prison by, behind it, they've ruined his image behind saying they've recovered all of these things from his home. And it only happened because he kept talking. Who commits crimes and then goes on TV to tell everybody, guess what I did? And that's why I say he gets the, the don't be dumb award. Because even if you did it and got away, why are you telling people about it 20 years people later? have their shine. They need their attention for stuff that they did. Like, that's the crazy part. It's like a person that cheat and then try to make sure you find out. They need they need you to know. <laughs> people are doing that? They don't want you to find out? They don't, they don't want to get away and you don't know if they're trying to hurt you. Wow. 
That's mind blowing that people are cheating and want to get caught. I don't understand this bad criminal era. This is a new generation. Part is because she wanted you to catch her. You know, you know, you heard the saying. Mm, I the, heard that. Peters, if you get caught, it's because she wanted you to catch her. Yeah. Still don't make sense. It's the attention. Clout. And clout is the new drug. Everybody wants clout. Everybody wants to be famous for something, no matter how ridiculous it is. And that is crazy to me. Yeah. I don't want to spend too much time on that because I don't, I pride myself on not spending too much time on dumb stuff. And that's just, <laughs> that's who I am. That, that that's how you can catch me. You can catch me not spending a bunch of time on dumb shit. But I do want to um shout out some people who deserve some shout outs. This is our Nipsey Hustle riding side of world winners, people who've gone above and beyond and earned it. a hand clap or two. If it's sports, if it's fashion, if it's music, um, if it's hustling, whatever, you saw them, if you're on a marathon, you know something. Marathon. If you own your marathon, and I'll tell you who's on a marathon, uh, President Joe Biden. They call him Sleepy Joe, even though we sit here and watch Mitch McConnell fall asleep in the middle of a press conference, standing straight up today, and they had to escort him off. So I don't want to hear nothing about Sleepy Joe or he a clone when Mr. McConnell fell asleep standing up at the podium. I don't want to hear no more. Having a stroke, a silent stroke or a mini seizure. They both could be having those. We don't know. They're never going to tell us. so, So yeah, that's the thing. They're saying like, yo, it needs to be an age limit on how old these people can be in office. We, like, so we're not I, dealing with old, see now people in the country on ancient views that are having health issues in the middle of a speech. That is what I've been saying for years. When Trump and Biden were running, I was like, I don't want, I don't trust any white people over the age of 60. So I don't think any, I think you should, to run for president, you should be 45 to 60. And if you're older or younger, you can't run. I don't trust no white people over the age of 60 because you grew up in detail in the Jim Crow. And I don't trust your opinion. I don't trust nothing you went through. And, and that, that's just how I feel. And I think 45 to 60, you have to be in that age range to run. Now, if you win multiple terms, then of course, you know, you can expand outside of that. But to run, because I don't want all white people judging what's going on in, in America today. I know some cool white people. I know some cool white people. You don't want all old people? The old old ideas die with old people. Karis once said that about 20 years ago, and I couldn't couldn't echo it more now. We need to let old ideas die with old people. And I I feel that way. So these, uh, uh, Miss McConnell, you know, stumbling and not knowing what to say, the platform having to be escorted, that's to be expected. I want to see if he gets as much news as Joe Biden when they called him a sleepy Joe. Um, they both just terrible to me, but I want to see what the what the media does with that. What you think? Okay, uh, I'm actually sitting here by myself. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll see if the cure can get back on. But that's how I felt about that, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. But I do think that um, Joe Button signed a proclamation to create the Emmett Till Monument, the Emmett Till Memorial on his 82nd birthday. 
I thought that was gangster. Um, Emmett Till is a pillar of the American, of American history, uh, being murdered as a child, having his mother have that picture taken and put into newspapers and magazines. And that is what really turned the civil rights movement. I hate that Emmett Till had to die for that, but his death did not go down in vain. It, 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 it changed the, the course of the country. It changed his death, changed the course of this nation. So Emmett Till is a, not only a martyr, but he's a legend, he's a monument in and of himself. And for Joe Biden to sign that into existence this year, on what would have been his 82nd birthday, it's just amazing. And knowing that two, three years ago, the white woman that accused him of whistling at her, recanted her story and said that he didn't really whistle at me. She just didn't want to die with that guilt on her conscience. And knowing that we lost Emmett Till at 14, he would have been 82 today over a lie. I think it's the least that Joe Biden could do. It's the least that the American government can do. And I am appreciative that he will have a monument and he will go down in history. I hope the true story that, that she lied on him is the story that's told and not that he was killed for whistling at a white woman. He was killed because a white woman lied and said he whistled at her. Carol, what you think? Okay, she seems frozen. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it going until we can get her uh, a fully functional functional and operational. Angela Angela Yee, formerly of the Breakfast Club, has uh, purchased a building that she's gonna use for uh, minority women who have been incarcerated and getting out of jail and trying to start their new lives and moving on and moving forward. I think that's gangster, man. I, I love it. I appreciate it. Um, Angela Yee is like half black, half Asian. And I'm not saying that to disparage her. I'm just saying that to say it feels really good that she's identifying uh, with her minority heritage. And she's doing something that's actually going to count. She ain't just throwing $10 or $100 or $1,000 or something. She's throwing thousands thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars at something that can help black women who may have taken the wrong path at an early age. And I can't do nothing but respect her. Matter of fact, where the hell are my round of applause? <laughs> Definitely feel that, Miss Angela Yee. Let me see if I got Lakira back yet. Lakira, you, okay, wait a minute. Hey, sorry about that. My phone is saying that it's overheating. I don't know why. It's this damn Georgia heat. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, it's like your phone is overheating. All right. I want to go on to this or that, and I thought this was a very interesting one. I, I think um was talking about it on the internet today. And I want to, uh, if I can find it, you know, I swear all these uh, apps and memes I barely find what I'm looking for. But here we go. Come on. 
So if this week's this or that is, would you rather be familiar with someone a potential partner has dated or do you not want to know nothing at all and don't want to know anybody they could have ever known ever in life? Um, with me, I have, I've been in a few different situations, but I have found that I would prefer not that, I don't mind that if my, someone I'm interested in, my person, my woman has dated multiple people. I'm not one of those, I'm not as shrewd. I'm not, oh, you, you had to be a virgin when I met you. I wasn't a virgin when you met me. I don't give a fuck. Um, but when you date, dating people that I know or have proximity with, that's a little weird. That rubbed me a little funny. I'd be like, mm. um, one, I know how dudes are. Like, I know dudes chase after girls I dated. And I know that they thought that gave them a leg up on me. Like, you you, you had sex with a girl I dated last year. What do you do, my guy? I hope that meant as much to you as you say it did, cause uh, um, and I know how that looks. And being Eskimo brothers with men, an Eskimo brother is at whatever point in time, at some point in time, you and this other dude dealt with the same woman, and just uh, you slept with the same woman. I and never I, heard that term before. <laughs> well, that is a term. It's Eskimo brothers. That means that you, you know, not necessarily at the same time, but like mm-hmm. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, it could be a week ago, or it could be at the same time. And you are now Eskimo brothers. And um, I already run from the Eskimo brother thing, but it does like, it does shade it or something. Like I would never date a woman that would, that dated a dude, I, like, a, like a homie, like a real friend. Like, I don't care how bad you, y'all know how I feel about Ashanti. Y'all know how I feel about Ashanti. But if she dated the homie, she off limits. She off limits. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to do it. Now, I am, this is going to sound real hypocritical to people that knew me 10 years ago. People grow, people change. People change. Disclaimer. <laughs> well, I'm almost 50. People, I know I don't look it. Trust me, I know I don't look it. But people change. And smashing the homie wasn't a thing to me before when I was younger. But now I'm like, I mean, I, I've been saying this. I would never, if one of my boys liked a woman, I wouldn't deal with her. He ain't got to, he, he didn't have to date her. One of my boys was like, I forget like her, man. She got a hand on straight. I'm feeling her. Like she could people's and they never went on the date. She still off. Still. And I saw a post on Facebook actually um last week. And it got me to thinking. Because I I dudes that took a dude that came up to me and was like, Yeah, you know, I, I see you with your girl, you know, I see y'all doing y'all thing. Man, I would never try to holler at your girl. I respect your relationship. And I, did. and I I didn't ask him anything. So whenever you start volunteering stuff, I started going, why are you telling me? This is a right. weird thing. Like, you just felt like it's Friday. You just want to tell me that you would never right. holler at my girl. Now I know you're the first one that's going to holler at my girl. And when we broke up, she told me he was the first one to try to holler at her. 
And I think that's just weird. I, I like that's that's weird or shit. But some dudes get a, a pleasure or whatever out of dating a woman you dated. Like they think that's hot. Like, oh, you you mess with him? Yeah, I'm gonna get him next. That's some weird. If, if, he, can, if, if he had her and I can get, and then I can get her, well, that makes that him my yeah, that raises my uh my clout okay. or whatever. Okay. Okay. And then at the same time, I think some dudes. But I mean, they gotta think highly of you. That's a fact. And some dudes and 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 dudes they try to keep women away from men. Like, don't say hi to him. Don't do this. Don't do that. Like, that's a part of the game too. Oh but, yeah, um, they'll they'll definitely you know throw salt on your name real quick. Factory. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that um, if I had to to pick between a woman that's dated someone that I might have been like catacorner to or never dating anyone I ever knew. Now I'm kind of like, unless you're from a different town, you ain't there nobody I know. Like you ain't seen nobody. Like the circles I run in, because I run in a particular circle. Well, let me check that. I thought I ran a particular circle. I run predominantly in a particular circle. But it'd be outliers in that. Um, I guess I would prefer that the woman didn't date anybody in that. But dating someone in it isn't an automatic no. But if you gave me if you gave me the choice, I would probably choose no. Didn't. Um, what, what, what do you think? How do you feel about that? Um, I don't want to. I would ideally not want to know someone that the person that I date and I'm interested in has dated. But, you know, if that person isn't someone close to me or if it's a situation that's so far removed that it, it like nobody's impacted by it, then OK. But, like, if it's somebody that, like, I consider a friend or even, like, I'm acquainted with enough that we've hung out in the same section at the club and I don't even know you like that, but then that's a no-go for me. Um, Yeah, that's just a, I don't know. It's like, why? There's so many people in the world. I agree. And when I seen that post this week, I was like, this is my this or that. This is 100% my this or that. there's, There's so many people in the world. You don't have to. Yeah, that, that's how I feel like when dudes like smash their man girl. Like, that's your man. All the other women in the world that you all the women in the world had to have you that gonna, one. You yeah, you you gonna betray your boy and you gonna do this? Well, even if y'all not friends, it's like I'm not going after no. I'm not intentionally going after no woman that's dated nobody in, around me. But people be dating their boys, like they be going at their like. That's my homie girl. But you know what? I got to look at that female sideways. Like, sis, of all the men you could have got, and it's much easier for you than it is for him. Of all the men you could have got, why him? Why why your ex's friend? I got to look at her sideways. the The problem is this. We got to stop acting like there's nothing wrong with these type of scenarios. Some. Like, I mean, the other people, the other, the other, the other people, 
they do this shit all the time. It's all over TV. However, we got to start shaming people for the wrong things they do and not turning the other cheek and saying it's not my business because then they keep doing it. And you shame someone and say, no, you're dead wrong for doing it. Then they don't want to do it. And the other people around them that seen them get shamed don't want to do it. It's just no reason. I'm with you. This new generation don't feel shame for some reason. So I don't know if it'll work, but I'm with you and how you thinking about it. I just, they, they, these motherfuckers don't feel no shame. I don't know how to explain it, but I'm with you though. Um, oh, Netflix and chill. What the hell does it mean? Where am I dropping? I'm, I'm doing all my drops tonight. Where am I dropping? Netflix and chill. What does that even mean? What does it even mean? So mm. in Netflix and chill, I watched the movie, Jamie Foxx movie, They Clone Tyrone. It's only been a week, so I'm not going to spoil it for you. But I am going to say a couple things. It is, it's a funny movie. You're going to laugh. You're going to laugh a lot. There are a couple of times Jamie Foxx went off script. You could tell he went off script. Like, like that's Jamie wrote that line. Like, like, and it's funny as hell. There's a couple of times I just laughed out loud, like this fucking Jamie Foxx. Like he that wasn't in the script. And I knew it wasn't in the script, but it's funny as hell. And um there are times um where the storyline is because it, it is a satirical, I'm gonna get you sucker. We're gonna point out mm-hmm. all the exploitation things. We're gonna point out um, everything that's wrong in the community, but we can do it in a coded way, in a in a way you might not get the first time you watch it, but we pointing it out. And I love that because I think you really have to watch this movie at least twice to fully grasp it. And I thought that was how I felt. And then I seen Solomon the God say the same thing. Like, nah, you gotta watch this movie twice before you come talk to me about it. I was like, oh, it is that good. It, it, it is what I think it is. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think this is gonna be my movie. Like, whenever I got company and we all chilling, like, what y'all wanna do? That's why they come on Tyrone. It's like Friday. Yeah. Yes, yes. But it, it, it's, a little more intellectually stimulating. A little more intellectually stimulating. So you get the It's still kind of hood. It's still kind of thuggish. It's still like, oh yeah, oh you yeah. know, the comedy all, to it. All but. that. All that. But it makes you think a little bit too. And that's what I appreciate. Because it gives you everything you're saying. Make you think a little bit. And I, I so like. So it's like, it's like Friday meets Get Out. Damn. Yes. You where a round of applause at? You nailed that shit. Like, goddamn. You, you really... <laughs> that, that is how I'm explaining this movie from now on. Uh uh um what the hell is the name of the movie? What's the name of the movie? They clone Tyrone. It is Friday meets get out. You you nailed that. <laughs> it is. It is Friday needs to get out. I'm and that that was perfect. So yes, it is Friday needs to get out. 
Um, and I don't want to ruin anything else. I'm not going to say anything else about it. But I think, well, did you want to add anything? No, that was it. Yeah, you nailed it. You nailed it. Um, also, <laughs> Secret Invasion on Disney. This is a Marvel movie, a Marvel series starring, starring Nick Fury. And it is about the scrolls. These scrolls were a race of people from another planet that was destroyed that imitate or look like anyone in the world. So they could just imitate me, imitate Kara. They could just be Barack Obama. And they came here and we sheltered them and we helped them as long as they did certain things for us. And all I'm saying is, yeah, right. And all I'm gonna say is what happens when all of the scrolls decide to come to Earth and not tell anybody. The name of this show is Secret Invasion. And I think you can put the rest together on your own. Kickbackers, you can figure that out on your own. Kira, um, do you, are you into Marvel? I like watching Marvel movies. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like a superhero fanatic. Like, I couldn't tell you what everything is about, but you take me to the theater to watch it, and I'm thoroughly enjoying myself. I'll watch it twice. Did we, did we see a Marvel movie? Oh, you don't know either? <laughs> I do not recall. I don't either. Wait, what did we see? What? It wasn't that long ago. A Marvel or a Fast and Furious? It was some some shit. It was a Fast and Furious. It was something. Maybe, I'm not sure, but yeah. But yeah, watch that one. Watch that one. Okay, I will. Thanks for um, the uh, recommendation. Yes, ma'am. And where's my orgasm? This is a fantastic album, man. Let me borrow it. No, my brother. You got to buy your own. You too young for that commercial, ain't you? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's like a 70s, 80s commercial. And oh, really yeah, I was not thought of. <laughs> they really had the album like, my brother, I got the new album. Ooh, let me let me borrow it. Ooh, my brother, you got to buy your own. <laughs> that goes into the Columbia House days, which I know my audience is too young to know about. You can spend a dollar and get 20 CDs, but not even gonna talk about that. But um, I will talk about the new albums that came out. And one is Nas's new album, Magic 2. Um, I like it. I like what Nas has been doing since he got with Hit Boy. This is another Nas and Hit Boys collaboration. They've done five. They did three King Diseases and two Magics. And this is good. Um, I guess I regret to say it's not amazing. It's not, but it's good. It's good hip hop that people my age enjoy. It's good. Is it amazing? Is it the best album of the year? Is it the best rap ever made? No, no. Is it good though? And I love me some good. You give me some good music, I'm gonna play it. And Nas the Hit Boy gave us some good music. 
You should play it. Um, Kira, have you heard anything off of the Nas album? Yeah, we uh, listened to the, uh, what's it, the clock song or the hours? Uh, office hours? With the 50 cent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I listened to it. I listened to it. I was like, okay, Nas with a little bit of arrogance coming in, <laughs> reminding you that he one of the pioneers in this, you know, taking it back. He had a lot of confidence, so I could respect that. Facts, it it facts. gave me a little bit of old feeling, but not too nostalgic. But but the nostalgia was there. Okay. I was happy. I was happy to hear from Nas again, and then he mixed it with Fifty, like two arrogant ass dudes. <laughs> all, all, all they needed was me on that track, and it would have been a <laughs> come through new. You know what I'm saying? That's all they needed. Um, I, I definitely agree with your assessment. Um, and I, it was good to hit 50 again. And it's good to hit 50 and Nas again. Because, you know, we all know they had their little feud. So that was just, it was just a good record. It was good to hear that Office Hours. And that's on the Magic 2 album. Um, yeah. I, I like the fact that he talked a lot about a, about a lot of old school stuff. And about yes. a lot of real hip-hop stuff. So that was cool. So what's up? Uh, Nas's protege, the, out, the artist he signed to his label that went on to do, you know, the Wu-Tang series and other things, is Dave East. Now, Dave East's album, and I can't think of the name of it, it's like the guilty, the good, and the, you know, whatever. But shout out to Dave East. No disrespect. Shout out to Dave East. Can't think of it right now. But um, his production and the direction of the album, he grabbed me. He's been old school hip hop, not necessarily boom bap, but he's been in the lane. And this album, I like, I like him. He tells a story. He's a lyricist. You know, I love his grittiness and his griminess in his voice. But I like that you're learning something from him and you're hearing his real inner thoughts. He's not on surface level stuff. I like that. And then the cadences and the beats and everything with a lot of his songs, like were dope. You could kind of like ride them a minute and, and, and surprisingly oh, like... <laughs> but the other thing is, is that I heard a lot of positivity in his message and a lot of resilience in his message and I could I could appreciate that I could appreciate somebody that's talking about you know I've been here been through this done that and uh you know i'm still here and I'm, I'm grinding and i'm still getting ahead and like i ain't worried about all them people behind me that did the, i i just love resilience i love resilience you know women love ambition in a man so yeah yeah well, i i do i do and shout out to davies and speaking of ambition you know we gotta can't end this podcast without shouting out the homie um where my, where my, where my sports head well, I, 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 swear, I swear I gotta uh, get a, a, another track up. Oh, okay, there we go. Check, check, check. Oh, we got a shout out. Jalen Brown, who has signed the largest contract in NBA history 
$305 million, 60 plus million a year. And um, shout out to the NBA. You know, shout out to black men getting money. Never broke again. NBA never broke again. Um, do I think he's the best player in the league and he should have the highest contract ever? No. But I think if that's what the market pays, that's what he should get. Yes. That's what the market pays. That's what he should get. That's it. That's all. I'm all for a young black dude getting it. I'm all for it. Look, you can't make me any happier than giving it to one of our men. And he's a hard worker. He gives back a lot to the community. He takes Hell yeah. Security work. You know, he's not like some knucklehead that's just out here trying to blow it. So I respect that. He's working hard. He's putting up numbers. He's getting money. And, and he looks, I do want to overstate this. And I don't mind overstating it. He looks out for the community. He looks out for the players, African-American players, the African-American community. Whenever there was a situation when the NBA was, the players were going on strike or they weren't going to play because of the murders in different cities and NBA towns, he was right there. And he spoke, I hate to say when people speak eloquently or people speak, you know, I hate that he, he speaks so well. I hate that when you see that about us. But you give me a I mean, there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that someone is articulate. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's something that should be acknowledged amongst all races. Like, don't expect us to not speak well, but when someone does speak very articulately and, and, and can express themselves thoroughly, yeah, give them some clout for that. I mean, okay, I, re I respect that about him, and he's so young, absolutely. And got him a little little thing on his arm. You know what I'm saying? He oh, looking like he looking like no brace new out there. He got him a little thing on a little thing on her arm. You hear me? <laughs> she need to be ashamed of herself. Yeah, well, I'm glad you called her out. I'm not gonna call her out, but I'm glad you did. Ah, she need to be ashamed of herself. He's like 24, and she's in her 40s. Uh, but he got that check, and I guess she said, "Forget it." But she need yeah. to be ashamed of herself. Ain't nobody, else, <laughs> ain't nobody else got that check. He the largest NBA contract in history. So ain't nobody else got it. Ain't no number two. Hey, look, she's very yeah. strategic in her dating, though. I'll say that. Bernice Burgess yeah. is strategic in her dating, but it don't seem like she's been successful. So I don't know. I mean, she 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 nailed it. You know, they've been together a couple of years. He just got a contract. So she she was forward thinking. She was very forward thinking. Has it been a couple of years? At least a year, right? I mean, he just got the coffee yesterday. I want him to date somebody his age. Can she get him babies? I don't, well, with $300 million, maybe. She probably froze some eggs. Bernie's been out for a minute. She probably froze some eggs. Probably, probably, probably. She gonna and secure I, that bag. I see what she's doing. Oh, always, always, always. This would be I, the most, the richest guy she's ever landed. She's never dated anybody in that type of bracket. So, nope, nope. Well, well, me, but aside from me, you know what I'm saying. You want Bernie's or Ashanti? Pick one. See, that's what I'm I saying. Want, Make uh, a lady. Uh, a Shanti, 
I, I know Shanice in College Park. I hook you up with her. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bet. That's a bet. I want to thank y'all for tuning in tonight. Um, we are coming off of our, I say we, but the podcast is me. And then my friends just used to help me out. So I and my friends just used to help me out are coming off of the best month ever in July. And we got another week left so we can further push that uh, number. And um, I've had people that was started with me and they're no longer here. Shout out to them, no love lost. But it's amazing that I'm seeing this level of success when it's me by myself, and just my friends that are willing to help me out. And speaking of that, Kira, I appreciate you. You are one of the friends that chose to help me out and come on this platform and have good conversation, great conversation with me. And we are in the middle of the best month ever. So I am going to be super ecstatic to text you and show you the numbers that this episode does and how far above it pushes us. Like our best month ever is here. This episode could take us here, 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 or all, you know, whatever. So I thank Let's you for get being it out there. That's what I'm saying. So promote it. I'm gonna send you the links, push it, do whatever you gotta do. But I appreciate you for sharing your insight. You always have an opinion. And whether I agree with it or not, I love the fact that you always have an opinion. And that's what means the most to me. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. And anybody that want to connect or check out my crazy Facebook page, you can find me on ID at O, that's L-C, O-H-T-H-A-T-S-L-C, O, that's L-C, or hit me with Kira L.C. Jones on Facebook. Yep. And I'll post all of that in the the description. But um, is there anything else you want to leave the people with? You got, you got a, a final hot take? Um, no, I just want to shout out Angela Yee. We did okay. discuss that. And, you know, I, I, I do want to shout her out for, you know, all the work that she's doing because I looked it up and that's dope. You know, she's housing uh, a bunch of incar- formerly incarcerated women in Detroit. She found a 30-in building and all women own it and are investing in it and building it. And as a woman working in real estate and working in development, you know, I, I really think that's dope. Thanks for sharing that with me. Absolutely. I tell you, kickbackers, and I'm talking to you because if you watch this, if you listen to this, if you supported this, you are a kickbacker. And I want to thank you for being a kickbacker. And before we before we get out of here, my mic is acting crazy. I just want to give you your salute. And this is the official kickbacker salute. And then we up out of here. Oh, I had the volume turned down. So let me make sure I got it up out and proud so y'all can hear your shout out. Here's a shout out to all of you kickbackers. Yeah! <laughs>